edition of the Bowlers Extra Podcast. Coming to you from Iowa City, where uh, the Purdue Boilermakers pulled off a surprising 77-68 victory over uh, the Hawkeyes at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Uh, Significant win for Purdue uh, just to stay alive in the uh, NCAA tournament conversation. Uh, they got more work ahead. Uh, no one, no one's putting them in the tournament yet. I'm not putting them in the tournament yet. It, it just moves them closer to the bubble, and you can start debating them probably a little bit more. Uh, you know, they're going to have to beat Rutgers, and then if they beat Rutgers, I'm pretty sure they avoid uh, the first day of the Big Ten tournament, and that most likely would put them in the eight-nine game. Uh, against a Michigan, uh, Ohio State. I, I think those are the two prime candidates uh, right now. Uh, but, you know, an upset here or there, like we saw tonight in the Big Ten with Rutgers beating Maryland at home, uh, could could change that. But uh, th- that would be the scenario if, if favorites went out or the teams that you would expect to win out uh, win. Uh, so... Uh, you know, they would have. I, I think they'd have to win that eight-nine game uh, as well, and, I, and then I, I think to feel safe in the tournament, but if they are in the eight-nine game and they win it, they're going to have to beat the number one seed, and you know that might be Maryland, that might be Michigan State, um, might be Illinois. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think there's, uh, I think three or four teams that still got a chance to uh, get a share of that title. But it just kind of all depends how the tiebreakers work out. But I, I think for Purdue to feel safe in the NCAA tournament, that uh, they're going to have to win at least two games in the Big Ten tournament. And I think that would put them as an overall record at 19 and 15. And I think you can digest that. I think you can, you can state a case for Purdue when you start looking at the numbers, uh, what the committee looks at, what. Uh, the quad one wins, um, n- not. I mean, you're going to have the Nebraska. Excuse me, the, the Nebraska loss on there, and that's not that's not a good loss. Uh, but I, I think when you factor all those things together, and also uh, and consider that the bubble is not very strong this year. <coughs> excuse me, and you know I think that gives Purdue a legitimate chance. Uh, to get in there, but they are behind, uh, you know, some of those losses, uh, that they suffered, you know, blowing the 18 point lead at Marquette, uh, blowing the five point lead, uh, against Texas, uh, are games that you, you, you want back. And if you had them back, you, you wouldn't be, um, you wouldn't be in this position. You would, you would, uh, you would feel comfortably in the tournament, I think, at this point. But there's, you know, the season plays out for a reason, and I think, you know, same thing happened, um, you know, with Purdue football in some of the some of the games that they lost uh, in the first two seasons, where, you know, I think, you know, they started 0 3 in 2018, and those were close games, close losses. But, you know, I uh, I've always said, and I, you know, I'm pretty sure I've written that. Uh, if that team didn't start 0-3, it, it probably doesn't beat Ohio State. You know, and I think seasons play out the way they do for a reason. And 
you know, this basketball season has played out uh, the way it has for for a reason. Maybe the reason is that Purdue's going to get get on a roll here late and, uh, you know, make a run. But they're going to have to beat some really good teams to do it, and Rutgers is one of them. Uh, you get them at home, though, where they I think they're 1-8 on the road. Uh, but they beat Maryland tonight, and I think that probably puts them in. But, you know, they need they probably need a road win to feel good. You know, and then if Purdue gets that 8-9 game, it's going to have to beat a really good team in that 8-9 game and then beat the number one team. Uh, and I, I don't think really anybody um, in the league is scared of anybody else. Um, I, I think everybody kind of lines up and thinks that they um, they can beat the number one team or they can beat the number two team. Now, I think Michigan State's probably on a pretty good roll right now. Um, you know, I, Purdue probably, based on uh, the two games against Illinois, I'm not sure Purdue wants anything to do with Illinois right now. Similar to Iowa, doesn't want anything to do with Purdue based on what happened uh, tonight. But I think for the most part, I don't think people are scared uh, of anybody in the Big Ten. And, I, you know, I think I think we're slowly seeing that out of Purdue right now. Uh, you know, they've, I, I, they took the floor with a confidence tonight that um, they hadn't had. Uh, you know, they did against IU, but that's Indiana. But when, you, when you're talking about going on the road uh, in this kind of environment against a team that can put up a lot of points. You know, I thought Purdue took um, took the floor with confidence tonight, and it showed. They, they got some shots to go down early, but they did the same thing that they did at Mackey Arena against Iowa. They hit the boards hard, and they got some offensive rebounds early. They converted some second-chance points. Uh, Evan Boudreaux set the tone, and Purdue was kind of off and running, and they got their offense going. Um, it was a four-point game midway through the first half, and then by the end of the first half, it was a 17-point game. Uh, and a lot of it had to do with rebounding. A lot of it uh, had to do with Purdue hitting some shots. A lot of it had to do with Purdue turning Iowa over uh, and then converting them uh, into points. To me, one of the most amazing stats of this game uh, tonight was that Iowa had 15 turnovers in the game. But Purdue scored 25 points off those turnovers. Yeah, that's that's some threes. That's some three-point plays. That's, I mean, that's that's maximum efficiency in my mind, where you've, you know, you came close to doubling, you know, 15 turnovers, maybe 30 points, but 25 points. I, I thought that was significant uh, for Purdue to really maximize those turnovers and, and convert those into points. And, you know, what they did on the rebounding, I mean, they they just they beat the crap out of Iowa in the rebounding department. Uh, Boudreaux had 14, Purdue, I think it was 47-33, 21 offensive rebounds, uh, 22nd-chance points. Um, and Purdue outworked them in the paint. You know, and that's it's not easy to do when you got a guy like Garza in there. Not, not from a defensive standpoint, but he usually controls the paint on the offensive end. And Iowa had 20 points in the paint. Purdue had 30. Purdue controlled a lot of areas in this game, and they controlled the game for a majority of the time. Iowa made a couple runs, but it never got down to under double digits until under a minute to go, and the game and the game was clearly 
uh, over that point. And Purdue kind of separated itself uh, at the end of the first half, um, a 13 to two run that became a 19 to four run, and um, and Purdue kind of took control there. But they struggled at the beginning of the first half or the second half. Couldn't hit a shot. Um, you know, got sloppy with the ball. Uh, Iowa had a window there to 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 make a bigger charge than what it, what it did, and it, it it didn't do it. And Purdue was able to wrestle the game back and kind of control it uh, from there. You know, Boudreaux was a stud tonight, 14 and 14. You know, he told us after the game, uh, and I you know wrote about it at jconline.com, just how he's had a chip on his shoulder against Iowa because they recruited him when he was in high school, but um, they, they decided. They wanted a couple other players, so they just basically abandoned him, and he, he's remembered that since. And if you remember the game in Mackey Arena, he had 18 and 8 as Purdue won that game by 36. Uh, he even had 8 and 5 last year against Iowa uh, in in the game uh, against the Hawkeyes. So, you know, he played with a chip on his shoulder. He's um, he, he's re- really determined to. To go to give a little bit extra against Iowa, and Purdue's going to need a little bit extra on Saturday against Rutgers. But there was a play uh, at the uh, toward the end of the game, Eric Hunter missed a free throw, and Boudreau worked his way uh, around the the, the the Iowa guy on the on the you know near the block, and stumbled and then got the ball and called a timeout, and that was just kind of the. Uh, the hustle that Purdue had all night, and they had that, they had that fight, they had that hustle, they had that determination, uh, they had the effort, uh, things that we haven't seen uh, from from Purdue on the road, and a lot of it with this team is based, you know, they hit some shots early, and therefore they they got some confidence and and they kept going. Uh, so I mean, it was is a huge win, and you know, one guy that probably not, you know, probably won't get written about out of this game. Uh, or talked about a lot, uh, you know, no Joe Eastern, I thought had a, had a really good game, uh, that was under the radar. Um, six assist. He was just one-on-one, uh, from the field, but he defended, uh, Wieskamp really well. You know, he didn't get double figures until 12 seconds to go in the game. Uh, but some of Eastern's passes were terrific. Uh, Purdue was able to, you know, Iowa made an adjustment from the first game, they started to move their uh, their defenders up a little bit from from the paint area paint area area, and that left the backside open for guys to do some backdoor cuts. And there was one pass Eastern found Boudreaux, you know, kind of a no look pass, and boom, he got two points. And there were you know I think Hunter benefited from it as well, but you know I thought Eastern was really for a guy that didn't score, but he defended well um, and set up his teammates really well, um, you know, but didn't really, you know, I, I didn't have a really a chance to write about him uh, because of what Boudreaux did, what Eric Hunter did with a career-high 19 points. He had, you know, nine points straight in that second half that kind of cemented the game uh, from from Purdue's standpoint. Proctor had a had a good offensive game with 12 points. So the, the two graduate transfers, you know, combined for 26. And those guys are going to be honored Saturday as part of Senior Day along with Tommy Luce. So, you know, again, it was a uh, um, 
what what we've seen from Purdue when they're successful is it's it's a it's a collective effort. And tonight they got they got the uh, you know they got enough offensive production, but they also got rebounding production from from everybody. And it's just one of those games where everybody had a hand in it. And you go back to the IU game in Bloomington, that was the case. You know, not so much when IU played up at Mackey, but um, this is how Purdue has to win. You know, they, they, they're they not going to ride one guy. They have to ride multiple guys. And the more people get involved, the better the better they the better chance they have of winning winning the game. And, you know, maybe it it's finally going to click for them this late in the season. I mean, it has to click or they won't get to the NCAA tournament. And that's, you know, that's just what has to happen. Uh, they, they've probably put themselves in a position to get to the NIT um, because, you know, if they lose the Rutgers or, and then lose their first Big Ten tournament game, then they would still be 500. And, you know, that's even though you can go to the NIT with a five under 500 record, you, you want to be 500 or better to make sure that you get in. And if Purdue doesn't make the NCAAs and they're 500 or better, you can bet your, you know what, that um, Purdue's going to get an NIT bid because uh, they're going to sell tickets. You know, they're going to sell 10,000 tickets uh, for for an NIT game. So that game is important from that standpoint. You win one more, you kind of guarantee yourself you'll be over 500. But, you know, there's still a push to get to the NCAA tournament. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think Purdue's now in a really good position to at least get a, get a win on Saturday. And Rutgers is good. They're tough. Uh, they've got some really good one-on-one players. And Purdue's going to have its hands full with the, with the, with them, but I think Purdue's in a good position now to finish it off Saturday, and then get in the Big Ten tournament and try to win a couple games. Um, and you know, again, I, I think if they do that, I, I I think they can, I think they can squeeze into the tournament. That might be playing at Dayton on a Tuesday night at ten o'clock uh, as one of the play-in games, but uh, you'd rather have that than. Than, than not going to the, the the NCAA tournament at all, but all in all, uh, you know, uh, probably a surprising performance a little bit just based on how Purdue has played. But the matchup I think was in their favor with Iowa. Um, you know, Iowa just has trouble right now with Purdue, just like Purdue has trouble with Illinois. And you know, Purdue was able to take advantage of it, exploit some things, and uh, and, and get the win. Anyway, appreciate you stopping by. And really no update on football uh, from spring. Uh, we, we can't watch practice anymore. Uh, have some interviews Wednesday with the receivers. Hopefully talk to Rondell Moore and David Bell and get an update on their health situation. <laughs> Jackson Anthrop as well. And then we'll close the week by talking to, to Coach uh, Jeff Brom. Anyway, appreciate you stopping by and listening to the podcast. Short podcast tonight because I didn't have to drive very far. I'm not driving home. I'm driving to a hotel. And uh, that that's probably the smartest thing I've ever done in my life is not try to go home from Iowa after a 9 o'clock game. Anyway, appreciate you stopping by. Uh, we'll be back after Saturday uh, with another uh, post-game edition of the Boulders Extra podcast. Till then, have a good day.